Are you Tony's stank? Well, well, well. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from or watching from. We're here. The first episode. First episode of the podcast after an episode of a Marvel film or TV show. We're here, finally. God damn it. Uh, before we go any further, though, I have one thing to ask of you. Yes, you. Not anyone else. You. Please. Please, please, please go on over to Twitter. We now have a Twitter page. It is at Delivery MCU. If you give me a follow and uh, and interact on there, I want to be as interactive as possible with you guys, um, and we can chat about things in real time. So please go give it a follow now. Let's go on the episode. Okay, so yes, here we are. Apologies, my voice is a little bit croaky. Um, I've not been able to speak for the last couple of days or it's been really hoarse, but it seems to be a bit better. Some sort of like Barry White kind of feeling to it. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> we are here with the first episode of What If has been and gone. Um, So if you haven't watched it yet, obviously there will be spoilers in this chat. Um, Feel free to go away, watch it, You know, pause this, come back once you've watched it. Um, we will be here waiting for you, so don't you worry. Don't you worry one little bit. Okay, so, what if the plot of this first episode, um, or sorry, the storyline, um, is that in an alternate reality, Peggy Carter becomes a super soldier rather than Steve Rogers and uses her newfound power to bring the Nazis to the brink of disaster. But Red Skull plans to use a Tesseract to unleash a champion of Hydra on Earth, a shooting, a shooting, Hydra's domination. Oh, um, as we spoke about on the uh, the first sort of podcast, the Walking Podcast, um, we had um Haley Atwell back. She was back as Peggy Carter. We also had Dominic Cooper back as Howard Stark. So these guys are from obviously the first Captain America film, Captain America: First Avenger. We also had Stanley Tucci as well, who was back as Doctor Erskine. And um, the likes of Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Toby Jones as Arnim Zola, of course, and we also had, um, as we spoke about, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright as um, Uatu, the Watcher, who is our narrator, who is our lens into this multiverse, this animated multiverse. So, um, yes, it all starts off, um, what we'll do... We'll go through the the sort of episode, not exactly scene by scene, but we'll we'll stop off at important bits. We'll chat about it, um, and and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. Uh, now I I did watch it um one time. Uh, sorry, I watched it three times now, um, and I've got notes and things like that as well. So if I've missed anything, please, as I said, follow me on Twitter. Follow at um at delivery MCU on Twitter. And let me know what I've missed or if there's any other bits and pieces that you saw or that you think has happened or, or will happen. And give me all your thoughts. I want to hear from you guys. So so please do that, do that now. 
Okay, so first of all, we have obviously the the normal um kind of Marvel opening, the Marvel Studios logo, but actually changes into like an animated um animated logo, pretty much the same, but it just is telling us that this is this is the different part of the universe. Now we go into Uatu, who tells us about the um how time and things are are different and uh, isn't quite a um straight line or what does he say he says time space reality um more than a linear path that, that's what he says more than a linear path um so as we obviously found out with loki there's different multiverses and um coming into this it basically opens it's almost like it's almost like it's weird it's, it's like it's almost like a, a, a glass smashes into uh tiny pieces and within those pieces um there's even even more possibilities realities uh obviously this one we follow is the, the peggy carter one and uh, becoming captain america but when we go into the peggy carter uh as captain america or sorry as, as captain carter not captain britain captain carter we see all these other little branches and, and shatters uh, throughout her universe or who your her dimension which seems to have its own little parallel uh branches so i think what's shown us is that there is even more parallel dimensions within these parallel dimensions and what that means for them to you is that you know they've got limitless absolutely limitless paths to to uncover and, and to go down um and it just Yes, it makes me so excited. So excited. Okay, so the first sort of insight into this story, the um, Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter story that we get, is pretty much it's see almost shot for shot of when Steve gets the Super Soldier Serum in Captain America: The First Avenger. Uh, there is the the group of scientists. There's Peggy. There's also Howard as well, and Steve gets into the super soldier cocoon metal cocoon thing <laughs> um but before he does that we're in the film um peggy's asked if she'd be happier up in the up in the booth or looking down basically this time she says no she wants to stay on the on the the ground floor where where everything's happening um what this means is that peggy and all the scientists, etc., including the Hydra agent, are all on the same level, the same uh, the same floor as this as the Super Soldier Serum cocoon. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so the Hydra agent actually sets off the bomb right next to Doctor Erskine, who gets killed instead of being shot by the agent. Um, it all blows up, things go to pop, people are flying, bodies are flying, fires are happening uh and steve gets shot by the hydra agent as well but survives so it kind of peggy then then kills the hydra agent and it's a kind of rush to to get someone to get something done with the super soldier experiment because if they don't do it now they're going to lose billions of dollars it might be their only chance and peggy peggy decides to step in Okay, so we get Peggy coming out of the Super Soldier Cocoon. That's what I'm calling it. Super Soldier Cocoon. Because that's basically what it is. 
and she is looking buff, baby. Buff. Ripped. Buff. And <laughs> she comes out, obviously, as I say, she's, she's now a super soldier. And her boss, Colonel Flynn, uh, who is, um, as Collective Unit, thank you very much for this Collective Unit, pointed out to me, is actually voiced by the same actor that voiced her boss in the Marvel one-shot, which was called Agent Carter. Uh, he is very misogynistic. He is not happy that a woman uh, has got the super soldier serum and she's not a super soldier. They essentially use her as like a, as like a human uh, pincushion. And you see a, a lot of vials of her blood, which they're hoping to make super soldiers with, with men because he's a misogynistic pig. Thinks that women are worse than men. I mean, okay, it is the early, the what nineteen forties, but still, come on, man, come on, God. Now we then go to Peggy and Steve. Uh, Steve's doing his rehabilitation, trying to walk again, kind of like what uh, Rhodey did in Civil War when he gets paralyzed, and Peggy is <laughs> is just. Kicking, throwing weights around, massive weights, basically like, uh, like their shields, like their you know, she kick, kick flips up, kick, kick flips it up, catches it, and uh, like throws it straight through a wall. Come along, we see there's heaps of them. She's been doing this for for a while. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the the scene in Winter Soldier, like Captain America Winter Soldier, so the actual film where. When Cap's in the elevator after the fight with like Frank Grillo's guys, all the Hydra agents and stuff, then he kicks the shield up and catches it. She basically does that. Um, she's a beast. <laughs> like I don't know what Colonel Flynn's on about. She is an absolute beast. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a great way. So that then takes us to Turnsburg Church. Now this is the church again. It's pretty much a shot for shot of the opening of Captain America First Avengers. The Red Skull is on the hunt for the Tesseract. Now, um, as I say, it, it's shot for shot, basically. They, they roll up to the church. Um, they get in. There's a, a massive mural on the wall of a tree. I believe it's Yggdrasil, the, the tree from... Um, uh, the, the tree from, like, Thorn stuff. Um which yeah okay i was very close yggdrasil which is the tree of the world or the world's tree which is on asgard and it's used to talk about the, the nine realms which includes midgard which is where earth is so there is a, a big mural of that and underneath uh red skull sees there's a, a sphere type thing with tentacles coming out of it and then a, a square in the middle which is obviously the tesseract and he gets open and gets the tesseract so they are now in possession of the tesseract as i say it's basically what we see at the start of first avenger a little bit different wee bit different but um yeah same sort of same sort of stuff right so then we're on to we cut to a bar where um peggy is having a nice wee nice wee dram a nice wee whiskey and Howard uh, comes in, passes her her suit, her Union Jack 
suit, Captain Carter suit. And of course, Vibranium Shield as well. Uh, with the, of course, I would say, it's got the Union Jack in the middle as opposed to this, the star of Captain America. Um, so now Peggy is officially Captain Carter. Okay, so this scene is, this next scene, sorry, is the first of um, two incredible scenes. Now, I, as you can tell, I enjoyed, the, I really enjoyed the episode, but there's two scenes that stuck out to me and this is the first of them. We are going to, it's like a Nazi convoy, um, a Nazi convoy that are on their way to, I don't know if it's the Badenburg Gate or something, it's it's somewhere, they're, they're on their way somewhere. Um motorbike with sidecar at the front and then trucks at the back uh now this is where it absolutely kicks off and i love this i love this we see arn and zola is in possession in, in the trucks he's in the possession of the tesseract or we know it's a tesseract he's got hold of it he's clutching onto it uh for dear life um but yes they have a tesseract and all of a sudden a shield comes takes out the the motorbike at the front. It's obviously, as we know, Captain Carter. The Germans aren't sure what it is, but we get a massive, incredible, incredible hero shot of Peggy, Captain Carter, standing atop uh, the the German um, statue. As I say, I think it's the Badenburg game. I'm sure it's called that. God, I'm so close with things. The Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> I'm so close to things. Okay, okay. So we see Peggy on top of the Brandenburg Gate and we get a listen of her theme tune. So it's very similar to the Captain America theme tune from when he um, rescues the uh, the soldiers from the, the, the camp or the Hydra place. Um, but what I really love about it, it's got kind of bugly sounds like louder bugly sounds which makes it sound a lot more imperial a lot more british uh if that makes sense uh it's 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 very like bugly driven which is which which kind of evoked that um imperialistic british feeling for me anyway so we get a listen of her um her theme tune and then she makes her way down to uh off the brandenburg gate see got it first time that time and we get a nice little hero landing um with the shield now this is incredibly made this part a lot of the lighting is like with the the gate in the background the trucks that are coming that using headlights as, as the lights for that gives so much more depth to the cartoon to the animation uh than than just a straight up kind of um normally animated sort of thing now she takes out a couple of the the trucks with the shield with the the obviously her her, <laughs> her strength that she has for the super soldier serum um absolutely wipes them out then gets into a fight in front of the headlights, which just looks absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, as I say, the way it's lit up, it just, it's so cinematic, 
but so simple. Um, they've done a fantastic job with with the the, the full animation, the, the fight scenes, and everything. It, it's one of those things that can easily look very cartoony, um, especially when you're dealing with a super soldier or you're dealing with a, a comic book character. Um, it can look, it could potentially go down that cartoony route, but for me, it felt so visceral, so raw. And I think the lighting, the, the headlights, there, there's no fake lights elsewhere. There's no, no sun, um, nothing else. It's the light in the depth, the shadows, um, and the way she moves is just incredibly naturally. Natural for a super soldier. Uses a shield, uses her fists, uh, kicks, slides every so often as well, um, which again adds a, a touch of realism to it. Uh, then once you're taking on a few guards, we get this big, this big uh, guy. Try to think of the word from, uh, <laughs> but he essentially squares up to her, and and we think she may have met her match. Nope, absolutely dispatches of him with ease, breaks his knee. Incredible, punch the stomach, boom, done. Brilliant, absolutely incredible scene. And then obviously looks in the truck, and there's Arnim Zola. <laughs> and he, he swears a German. He uh he does say Scheiße. Now my standard grade German tells me that that means shit. So he's not a very happy boy. Okay, so Peggy takes the Tesseract that she got from Arnazola back to uh Colonel Flynn, shows him that she's much more suited to being out in the field, and uh Howard Stark then takes possession of the Tesseract because he apparently knows what to do with it. And then obviously what he does, he builds, now this is crazy, he builds what is essentially an Iron Man suit. It's kind of an Iron Man suit. It looks more like Iron Giant than an Iron Man, but it's like a, it's like a, um, an Iron Man suit before Iron Man. Now what that obviously means in this universe, in this uh, Captain Carter universe if if we obviously go further down it um, there's there's no right let me just get this right so we don't have we've got Steve Rogers as Iron Man or in an Iron Man suit Bucky doesn't become Winter Soldier so Howard Stark and Maria Stark don't get killed by the Winter Soldier and that means that obviously there's no need or no want for Tony to become Iron Man. So in this, in this universe, there's no Iron Man. <laughs> now we obviously know as Iron Man as, as the, as the start of the whole of our MCU, the start of our MCU without the Iron Man film, um, there's nothing. This universe doesn't even have him. Mental to think that crazy, crazy um so yeah we have howard building the massive suit of armor that looks like iron man um and steve is is chosen to be the the, the user of this suit um we then go to peggy saving the or sorry she's not saving them here she um well actually they find out where the the people are being kept and we 
see Captain Carter running side by side with a motorbike. <laughs> she, it's a Nazi motorbike, obviously. Uh, she then commandeers the motorbike and makes her way into the Nazi compound uh, to free the soldiers. Now, we have a few of the returning soldiers. So, Neil McDonough's back. Um, and then, obviously, Bucky Barnes. So, Sebastian Stan is back as Bucky Barnes. This is voice actors, of course. Uh, we do see in the background um, the rest of them. I can't remember their names, but the rest of them that are in, obviously, the uh, the first Captain America film as, as the soldiers uh, as well. Um a little joke about how, you know, since when could dames fight and uh, <laughs> and then Captain Carter shows them when dames could, dames could fight uh, and that's now. So she saves them all and she saves um, obviously Bucky as well. She asks for him by, um, by name. Rips off the, rips off the, 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 the cell door. And uh, they then make their way out of the compound with the the the, the shooting scene, which the, is Steve in 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 the film, um, surrounded by tanks. So they ask for air support, and who is it, Mister Stevie Rogers? Steve Rogers in the uh, the Iron Man suit or this this sort of prehistoric Iron Man suit, and he destroys all the tanks, destroys all the tanks, and gives us the old. Let's hear it for Captain Carter, which, again, I, I, I like to allude back to the, obviously, the, the, the film that we saw, uh, or in our universe. Uh, so it alludes back to when Bucky um, says give up for Captain America. So we've now officially got our Captain Carter here. Right, now we're on to the second standout scene for me. We have uh, a jazz jazz or swing music that's playing in the background um you know makes you want to swing your hips a little bit to the music it did for me anyway anyway uh, and we have peggy captain carter is getting a, a lift from steve in his iron man suit now they're helping out with the dog fighting uh in the in the sky obviously the the spitfires and the uh, the nazi helicopters now this is the the scene is so good, so perfect. Chef's kiss good. Um, Peggy jumps off Iron... Um, I'm going to call him Iron Steve. Peggy jumps off Iron Steve, flies right through the front of a plane, and there's a tracking shot of her um, then knocking one of the guys out of the plane to the next one. Absolutely taking out this... The, the driver, the flyer of the plane... Um, I should say, there's a lot of, there's a lot of what would be deaths in, in this episode, uh, because there's no way the people are just getting knocked out. A vibranium shield to the skull, like, to a normal person, at full force, you dead boy, you dead. Um, follows her through the plane, taking out guards as she goes, jumps up out the, onto the back of the plane, off, <laughs> Off the wing, goes in a bit of free fall, flies on the next plane, absolutely bludgeons the guy uh, who's flying that plane through the, the cockpit and then lands back on Iron Steve. It's just phenomenal. As I say, there is all, <laughs> it does, um, I mean, 
these people are dead. <laughs> these people have to die. So she's basically killing folk right before her eyes, an animated film. But still, it's so great. If you think of that as like in real life, in a, in a real in a live action film, that's a, a that is a incredibly technical shot. Okay, it's a little bit easier in an animated film because you know you don't have to think about the positioning of things, blah 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 blah. But it feels like a live action long take track and shot and it is just phenomenal and the music in the background as well makes it um it's just peggy doing her thing brilliant absolutely brilliant we then go to the nazi uh, sorry not the nazi base the hydra base where a nazi is um is having a go at red skull like you know what are you doing pal what are you doing that was my german accent i apologize to any germans i just offended um and Red Skull essentially tells him that he's not doing it for Germany, he's not doing it for Nazis, he's doing it for Hydra. Um, and he's going to get his champion, his Hydra champion, uh, to fight for him, basically. So we kind of see a bit more about Red Skull's motivations um, and how it's it's not really about pro-domination, I think. It's more about the... The use of the champion to fight for him or um to use the cosmos i, I i'm not 100 sure but yeah basically he's denouncing the nazi side of it and and it's more about the um the hydra part of it okay then quite an important scene we have peggy and steve sharing a drink in uh, in a bar Um, peggy tells steve how she doesn't get drunk lucky her tanning pints of jaeger bombs wouldn't even touch her uh but there's obviously this um this romantic kind of chemistry between them which we've, which we've known from from the start um they go to kiss each other and howard stark <laughs> howard stark turns up ruins the moment uh and and tells them that bucky's stolen a, a truck so they're gonna take the truck poor guy steve just wanted a wee kiss there shame Okay, then we get to the uh, train scene, the train kind of heisty thing. Um, but of course, it is Captain Carter that is the one that is leading this um, with the with the uh, with the the soldiers. But we have Iron Steve come in trying to stop the train uh, before um, it gets much further and make it onto the train. This is the part in Captain America, or sorry, this is like the sort of sequence where Bucky actually falls off the train and is presumed dead. Now, Captain Carter catches him before he falls off. <laughs> There's a nice little joke here where um, she pulls him back up and he says, you almost tore my arm off. Obviously, that's what happened. He lost his arm and became a winter soldier with, with the old metal, the old metal arm. Uh, there, but Steve unfortunately dies in 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 the blast, or dies in the blast. Um, as they as Hydrops there were aware of of this happening, uh, so they blew up the train. Um, and yeah, Steve's essentially left for dead. So we obviously have the soldiers and Peggy back in back in the war room, um, mourning the death. Of Steve, basically saying that they're gonna they're gonna do it for Steve. Never mind the end of the war. Um, gonna do it for for Steve, and she goes, to, <laughs> she goes to talk to Arnim Zola, and um, goes to interrogate him, 
um and says <laughs> says um well he says sorry i'll tell you nothing next shot he told me everything <laughs> brilliant okay so this now leads into the um the next scene where they go to this the hydra stronghold um the hydra base essentially now this is another fantastic fantastic uh, sequence where again it's like a long take sort of thing um we have peggy running getting up over the walls um illuminated by the moon so again the lighting is so natural uh there, there there's nothing else to it it's it's just using the lighting that would be there if it was a if it was uh real life um but obviously it's it's not real life sorry to break it to you um gets over the wall takes out a couple of guards opens the gate for the the guys to make their way in in the truck again phenomenal long shot long shot uh sequence where they then make their way into where the red skull is with the tesseract now the red skull is uh opening a portal with the, using the tesseract um once you get the portal open we see these uh tentacles massive tentacles start to worm their way out of the out of the portal and uh, red skull talks about how he summoned the, the champion of hydra but before he could finish <laughs> One of the tentacles actually picks him up and then crushes him. So Red Skull, deed, dead. No longer. He hath ceased to exist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a, a quite an undignified ending for him, to be perfectly honest. Um, the soldiers who have went uh, the other way find Steve in the uh, Iron Steve suit. Um, managed to get a bit of power into him and uh, he goes up to, to try and save or try and help out um, Peggy fighting this big old tentacle monster thing. Uh, what this leads to is uh, is kind of a, a, a battle to try and get the, um, the tentacle beast back into the portal. Peggy manages to pick up a, a sword from off the wall, starts to chop at the tentacles, uh, all the while, Howard is trying to reverse the polarity so we can get the tentacled beast back into the uh, back into the portal. Now this kind of works, but it just doesn't get so far. Uh, they need a bit of um, a bit of help. Steve obviously tries to uh, tries to help as much as he can, but there's not much power left in the suit, so it's kind of all down to Peggy. Really, it's all down to her. Um, there, she is then. Uh, ends up pushing the literally with her shield manages to push the tentacle beast back into the portal um and her and steve talk about their 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 dance and date um again it's a, a complete uh 180 on the on the film where it was it was steve who was talking who sacrificed himself uh to save the the the, the timeline or to to save everyone else this time it's obviously peggy uh in quite a poignant moment they, they, they look at her and obviously say their, their their dance date will be um saturday next saturday so peggy pushes the tentacle beast back in and the test rack portal closes massive explosion boom 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 and um yeah we see steve howard mourning the, the loss of, of peggy 
Now, what this does do, opens another portal. This is the next scene we got to. Opens another portal. Some tentacles come flying out, and out comes Captain Carter. But who's there to meet her? Nicholas J. Fury and Mr. Clint Barton. Now, this scene, it's it looks like, um, if you remember, in the first Avengers film, there's like a, a almost underground bunkery place that they're trying to get more information about the Tesseract. Uh, but then Loki obviously uh, takes over um, or, or steals the scepter, doesn't he? Um, this looks like that place. So I think this is like maybe just a bit before uh, obviously Loki take uses the Chitauri to um, try and take over Earth. So um, does this mean we get to see Captain Carter fighting Loki? There's a Loki variant, of course, as well. Uh, we've just been through all that with the with the TV series of Loki. It's interesting. It's very, 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 very interesting. Uh, and then, obviously, Nicholas Fury tells Captain Carter the war ended 70 years ago. Ask her if she'll be okay. She says, okay. She says, I'll be fine. So, of course, I'll be fine. We won the war. That's what she says. Then that takes us back to Atu, uh, the Watcher. Um, tells us that how the multiverse now has a new hero. Um, and again, gives us the, the whole speech about how these are his stories, but he cannot, uh, he does not, cannot, and will not interfere with these stories, with what transpires here. Um, and that's us. That's us. We then get the end credits. <laughs> And yeah, and that is the end. That is the end of the episode. So there's lots and lots in there. Um, we've obviously spoken about the um, done an overview of, of the episode. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. As I spoke about the the scenes with the fighting, the um, the one with the headlights outside the Brandenburg Gate. The long shot with the, the swing music going through the planes. Uh, and then, of course, another long shot getting over the, the wall to, to open for the um, the soldiers. Phenomenal. That's just three excellent scenes in what I found to be very engaging. Because essentially what they had to do was take the Captain America First Avengers film, a two-hour film, and condense it into 30 minutes. And, but obviously still make us care for these characters because these are essentially new characters and it did all that absolutely perfect now captain carter is confirmed uh for season two she's definitely gonna be season two of what if uh but there is actually a still picture of dr strange in what if speaking to captain carter which we also haven't seen in this episode so I think she's going to be a recurring character through a lot of these episodes. I just have that feeling. But again, we'll see what happens. So the next episode is out on Wednesday again. Now, the next episode is actually going to be our... Um, quite a sad episode. Well, quite an emotional episode because it is the last ever... Last role... That, or sorry, last bit of voice acting that Chadwick Boseman did as T'Challa. So we're literally going to see the end of 
Chala. So the synopsis for the next episode is what would happen if the Chala and not Peter Quill was picked up by Yondu the child and became Star Lord. Yeah. That will that could open a lot. Well, I mean, I, I say this. Of course, it's opened a lot of doors because it's what if. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I'm so excited. If they do, you know, with obviously um, the way that they made Captain Carter one with the fight scenes, etc. And the humour that they had in it as well. So they had obviously Bucky with some one-liners, quick cuts between like the Arnim Zola saying, I'll tell you nothing. <laughs> and then straight to Peggy saying he told me everything. Or the Shiza. Um, there's a lot of humour in it. And I think that's going to be perfect for uh, T'Challa being Star-Lord and, and essentially the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, it's not going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, that sort of... Um, Downline thing. Now, I believe in the second episode as well, we're going to see some Howard the Duck, which will be very cool to see. Um, I, yeah, we haven't had confirmed who is playing him, though, I believe. But, uh, yeah, if, if, if it's going to be Howard the Duck, I really hope they bring Seth Green back, who voiced him at the end of, I think it was Guardians 2 post credit scene. Or is it Guardians 1? One of them. No, it was Guardians mm, 1 of them. Uh, yeah, that that could be so cool. That would be brilliant if we, if we see that. And I, I want to see a lot more of Howard the Duck. He, he's a very interesting, very funny character. Um, so yeah, so that was that was episode 1 of, um, of What If. So we are now at the end of uh, the first proper episode of the Delivery for Tony Stank podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. We kind of just obviously went over the 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 episode, touched on some bits and pieces. Um, um, I don't think we'll get much more of a bigger picture until we've seen a couple of episodes. Then we can delve more into like the uh, the, the theories, the things that it could kind of lead to. But if you have any uh, anything you want to discuss, any theories you have any thoughts you had about it as well if you enjoyed it if you didn't enjoy it please 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 let me know on at delivery mcu on twitter i will put up a wee post saying that it's now up just pop it in there that's great i want to hear all your views please 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 um and what we'll even do is we can we can show some of the tweets on here on the, on the next episode um and we'll give you a wee shout out as well just so you know you're loved um <laughs> but i do really really appreciate all the support i've had so far it's been fantastic to see phenomenal to see all the feedback it's been great as well uh again if you do have feedback please 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 let me know um i'm always up for what for some whatever i can do to make things better um because i'm loving talking about it it's uh, a thing i'm passionate about and if i can get to the point where you guys enjoy it as well then then i'm absolutely delighted the plan is as well uh further down the line is i'm actually going to be doing giveaways um so yeah so so keep listening there's there's lots of stuff on the horizon but um we will be back again i will be hoping to have the next episode released again for uh next weekend uh and we will see where we're at with what if but as i say we are now well if you haven't seen on twitter we are now on youtube which is what you're watching on here if you're watching 
Spotify, which again, you may be listening on, uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So we're literally everywhere. Like, you can't stop us. We're literally everywhere. Uh, I will be getting guests on relatively soon, I think. Might be might be going into September, where what I'm wanting to do is actually uh, get guests to choose their favourite Marvel film or Marvel show or something, and we can chat about them. I will be reaching out to people in the near future, and we can work something out. But they, those will be special episodes. Um, I will keep the, the normal episodes to the actual Marvel content that we have. So What If, obviously, uh, the weekly episodes, and then obviously Shang-Chi coming out as well. There's going to be a lot to unpack with that. Um, but yes, that is us for the episode. Uh, as I say, give us a follow on Twitter. And, um, and yes, thank you again for all your support. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.